Are you ready to live the all-in life? Then welcome to the All-In Podcast Show, sharing the defining moments of impact-driven entrepreneurs, industry pioneers, and transformative leaders as they showcase their defining moments and went all-in on their business and found true success. From the early steps in their journey to the moment they truly took their commitment to their life and business to another level, we'll give you the insight you need to go all-in on your dream life. Now here's your host, Daniel Giordano. Welcome to the All In Podcast Show. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Nina Cook. Welcome to the show. It's great to be here, Daniel. Well, I am excited to hear your journey because this is a uh, topic near and dear to my heart, you know, uh, around mindset, you know, because a lot of people I run into, you know, they tend to not want to focus on that area and they want to focus on the money in business. So I, I'm interested to learn a little bit about your background and like, you know, uh, of, of how you even got to this. So, you know, where you were raised and you know, your career path that led you here today? Well, how long have you got, Daniel? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a concise version. Right. I was uh, brought up in a family, my mum and dad, my brother and sister, and I had these thoughts in my head. I created my limiting beliefs that I wasn't loved, I wasn't wanted, I wasn't good enough. My parents, or particularly my mother, loved my brother and sister more than me. I had to stay safe, I had to keep myself safe in my family. And I found a strategy of keeping myself safe. And that was to play small, to hide away, to not say much, to be in the background so people wouldn't notice me, particularly my sister. And this is something that I decided was the right way for me to live my life. And the problem was that I took my childhood strategies of staying safe and carried them into my adult life. And this had a huge impact for me. I carried on uh, hiding, <laughs> as you can imagine, at work. That didn't work very well. I was passed over for promotion because I just wasn't noticed. I wasn't uh, speaking to my bosses. I didn't have any confidence to um, chat with them. And I had good results, but there were people who were getting the promotions because they were at ease with the people in authority, whereas I was petrified of people in authority relationships obviously had a big impact as well and I had felt I couldn't speak up in groups people wouldn't be interested in what I had to say I was pretty good at faking it I was quite good at faking confidence but it felt very inauthentic and I didn't enjoy doing that at all and one big thing that I had that kept running in my life was that I had to please people I had to try and get people to like me because there was a part of me felt that I wasn't likable I wasn't lovable so I just tried to get people to like me and I would try and find out what they wanted me to say, how they wanted me to behave. And I would tie myself up in knots, <laughs> adding to this inauthentic feeling. Uh, fast forward a few years, I had children, amazing children. And I remember I used to watch them when they were very little and they had this lovely exuberant confidence in themselves. They'd go up to any stranger, anyone, chat away, and they, were, they would ask for what they wanted. And it was at that point I thought, okay, I really need to do something about myself because I wanted to have that natural confidence that they had and I wanted to be a good role model for them as well. And I thought it's not going to work for me to keep faking it. And I started really going deeply into personal development. I'd always been interested in it. I'd always, I'd always read books and gone to the odd training. But this time I was determined to start making big changes within myself. And I knew it was possible, but I just had to find the right way of doing it. Eventually I came upon a process that worked amazingly for me. 
it was almost like I was facing in one direction and I almost did like a 180 degree turnaround. And I completely changed my, my belief system from it's not safe to be visible. It's uh, I'm not good enough. There's something wrong with me too. It is safe to be visible. I am enough. There's actually nothing wrong with me. And I can't say that I've got rid of all my limiting beliefs. I've got rid of a big proportion of them around self-esteem, success, money. But there are still others left. I'm a work in progress. But the differences had in my life, in my relationships, in how I show up, in my business, my business just went through the roof because I was able to put myself out there, market in a much bigger way, make great connections, build relationships, collaborations, put up my fees because I really understood the value of what I was bringing to my client. And it's been amazing, amazing. I almost think of my, my life as before I made these changes and after I made these changes. Right. And um, yeah, it's been incredible. Right. So, so from a perspective of, of uh, once you made the decision to start working on yourself, right? Um, to transitioning into what you do in this industry, like what would be the, what would be the thing that, you know, you would say is like, you know, the, the first thing you did, right. That got you there. When I started noticing that my business, the business I had before this business was a personal shopping business. Mm -hmm. When I started taking bigger action and uh, marketing in a bigger way and, you know, creating videos and, um, you know, speaking to bigger corporates to do some personal, um, personal shopping work for them. I realized that the impact it had on my business, I wasn't expecting it to have such a big impact on my business, but it did. And mm -hmm. I thought, this is really interesting. If this can work for me, this can work for anyone. And I realized that entrepreneurs were facing this mind clutter, which I'd had, which has stopped them from taking action in their business or from taking the big action they could have been taking. And I thought I can help other entrepreneurs to start realizing that they can think much bigger. They can have a bigger vision about what's possible for them. They can start showing up in a bigger way. They can raise their prices. They can reach out to people and you know, really have a big impact on their, on their, not only on their income, but also on their impact. So I started working with entrepreneurs and I was finding my way. It took me a couple of years to really figure it all out and you know, really step into working with a higher level client. And so that's what I've been doing for the last few years. Okay. All right. That's good. So you worked your way up to that, right? And uh, let, let's hear the other side of it. You know, were there ever any challenges? Because I find it interesting that, you know, this very space you're in, I'm sure you've had some mindset, you know, uh, blockages around, you know, pursuing that. So were there any like darker moments where you were questioning or doubting or or do you just run for it? Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, there were so many. There's been so many setbacks along the way. But I've realized it's not the setbacks that matter, it's how I deal with them. So are they going to knock me back for weeks or months? Or am I just going to get myself up and think, okay, what can I learn from this and keep going forward? So let's think of some big setbacks along the way. There's been runs of when I've had sales, and I know you're an expert in this, where I've had sales conversations and not being able to book clients. So I used to have those dry times. It's like being like a roller coaster, being, mm. you know, being an entrepreneur. So I'd run into a whole spate of sales conversations, which were getting a load of no's. And I remember at the time, it was like, well, you know, 
why aren't people seeing the value of what I'm doing? You know, what's wrong? And I knew that I had to do some more work on my mindset around sales conversations. And what I learned was letting go of the outcome, preparing myself mentally and emotionally before each and every call. So I knew I was in the right mindset to get the most out of the conversation. And I started realizing, actually, I don't want this to be a sales call. I just want this to be a really good chat between me and the prospect. So I started showing up in a very different way in terms of, you know, being able to bring more value to the conversation. And that's evolved over time. You know, I still hit dry patches, but I have runs where I'm just having amazing sales conversations when they're all signing up and to work with me. So that's something that I can really see there's a tangible, you know, shift in when I'm working on myself intensively, I get much better results in my calls. When I take my, my uh, foot off the accelerator with my mindset work, then my results start going down. So if you were to plot a chart between my results and my mindset work, they really do follow a parallel. Right. Yeah. So interesting stuff. So I, so, um, I guess, you know, as I'm thinking about this, because I know I've had my battles, uh, you know, and I know it comes down to mindset with all the personal growth work I've done over the years. I still have those moments where it's like, I question, I doubt, I, you know, and, and, you know, it's, we're not alone. There's, you know, many of the most successful people in the world have those same challenges. Um, and, uh, you know, and eventually they break through it, you know, getting the right people around them. So, um, what would be the, the thing that you say is the common, you know, for those listening to this today that, you know, they're entrepreneurs, they're driven, they may be a little bit more risk adverse, they're, they're, but, but they're, they're struggling. But is there a common thing that you see that the majority of people struggle with when it comes to mindset? Like, is there a common limiting belief? Yeah, that's um, a really, a really great question because there, there are certain common areas where entrepreneurs get really stuck. So a couple of those is imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. where they really believe that there is something about them that they have to keep hidden. And if they put themselves out there, people are going to realize that they're actually not very good at what they do. They can't deliver on their clients' expectations. They'll get found out. They'll be humiliated or rejected. Their reputation will be in tatters. So it's much safer then not to, and I keep using this phrase, put yourself out there, but the people keep using this phrase in the coaching industry and in other, I, I was working with a financial advisor today. He used this phrase, I'm not putting myself out there. So they have this fear of putting themselves out there. And this is marketing, doing more sales calls because they feel actually they're not as good as they should be. And they're going to get found out. And that is a huge area of anxiety and stress and concern for entrepreneurs and they'll compare themselves to other people and say well you know so-and-so has got a much bigger client base than me they're earning more than me therefore they're smarter than me they know more than me and I just don't feel I, I can compete with them therefore they play much smaller so that's one big area that I work with intensively with clients another area and this is a limiting belief but this is so intricately involved with marketing and sales and that's a limiting belief rejection is scary if we have a belief that rejection is scary we're going to do everything we can in our power not to be in that position where anyone can say no to us so that would mean not putting our offer out there not emailing our list not having sales conversations not reaching out to collaborators because there's a possibility they're going to say no and deep down there's a feeling of unworthiness 
and we don't deserve for people to want to work with us right. or to pay the fee that we want to charge or to you know be a guest on someone's podcast and so the fear of rejection and the fear or and the lack of worthiness very much tied together and we'll go out of our way to make sure we don't put ourselves in that position okay Love it. And I, I definitely know that those two are, you know, those two areas specifically are, are very key. Um, and I know I've personally struggled as well in those areas over the years. Right. So, yes. And there's the, 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 what's underneath that is the worthiness and the deserving issue. So whatever challenges clients come to me with, it does boil down to that. I was working with um, a client uh, a couple of days ago and he, he worked together last year. His goal was to hit, um, seven-figure income. He emailed me in January, said he hit the seven figures. So that was amazing. And then we're working together again this year and he's got another big goal. And his big goal is to grow his email list. Hmm. And so we worked on the limiting belief around, you know, I, I cannot have an email list. You know, uh, I can't remember the number, something like a 100K email list. And so we worked on the belief and he dissolved the belief. You know, I think he started at seven or eight out of 10, went down to a zero out of 10. And then I said, so, okay, think about having that list size, you know, what comes up for you? And he said, oh, I don't deserve to have it. And I said, that's it. That's the belief that's underneath the one we've just worked on. So next time we, we have a, a call, we're going to work on that belief. Mm -hmm. So that's the one to deserve. Again, it goes back to deserving. So if you, you know, you, if you keep asking your client, why don't you believe, why, why can't you have this? Why? It will often come down to, I'm not worthy of it and I don't deserve it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So definitely uh, powerful in, in uh, recognizing that, you know, being a, a victim of that as well <laughs> at times. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about um, the person that is looking for you, you know, looking for what you have to offer, right? Is there a common uh, type of business owner, or is it just across the board with, you know, different types of businesses that you see struggle more so than others? And I'm just curious about this is why I'm asking. It's like, is there a, you know, a type of business that really struggles more than another that you can, you know, you can actually help? Of course, you could help everyone. We all struggle with similar things, right? But I'm just wondering if there's a common one that you see more of. Well, I've worked with coaches for years, coaches and consultants, and mm -hmm. I love that industry because being a coach myself, I understand their struggles inside out because mm -hmm. I've faced most of them myself. And there's another area that I've started working with, which is really exciting, and that's a financial expert area. And it's interesting because, um, you know, some of the financial clients I work with, you know, they're multiple six even seven-figure business owners, mm -hmm. and yet they still have those fears. So right. they still feel like an imposter on some level. So the people who um, are attracted to work with me are those who've come to the realization that a new strategy or a new um, business coach isn't going to give them the breakthrough they're looking for, that they're the ones who are getting in their own way. They're the ones who are not further down the road than they are right now. And when they come to that realization that they need to work on themselves, that's when they'll reach out to me and say, okay, you know, let's, let's clear this mind clutter out of the way so I can have a good run at my goals. Right. Okay. Perfect. I love it. All right. And so um, I'm sure we could probably do an entire workshop together. So um, I know we're coming up on our time here, but uh, if you could share a little bit about, um, you know, the one thing you would want to share with somebody 
uh, you know, that may be struggling with one of the things we've talked here or something else, right? What would be one thing? Obviously, the first thing I would say is, you know, to contact you and, you know, get in your calendar. But the uh, aside from the obvious, what's one tip you would give them to say, hey, you know, this is what I, I would recommend you do? I would recommend that everyone spends some time on their thinking. Our thinking is our most powerful tool in the world, and we just don't pay many attention to it or very little attention to it. So next time you're resistant to taking any action, it may be reaching out to someone, it may be making a video, it may be you know, setting up a sales conversation. And if you feel that resistance come up inside of you, grab a pen and paper and just write down your negative thinking about it. So it may be that, you know, if it's a sales conversation, they're not going to buy from me. They're going to say no. They're going to think I'm too expensive. I'm no good at selling. All of those things, just write them down on paper and just get it out of your head and take a look at what you've written down and start circling your limiting thoughts. Just getting that awareness is, you know, awareness is always the first step. Just be aware you have this stuff going on, these stories that you've created in your head. And then just say to yourself, when you've looked at what you've written down, I'm making all of this up. None of this is true. And even though I may have evidence that the last three calls I had, you know, they said, no, this is a fresh call for me. It's not going to be a duplicate of anything I've ever done before. This is going to be a unique conversation, a one-time conversation with this person. So just get it out of your head, get it out on paper and just tell yourself, I'm making it all up. Once you know it's a lie, you're not going to carry on buying into it. Right. Now, I wish it was as simple as that and the limiting belief dissolved forever. Often it will come back when you're working it at that level, but at least you're becoming aware of where you're holding yourself back. Right. Perfect. Love that. Okay. So as we close out, how do people find out more about you? Well, I know how challenging it can be to find your own limiting beliefs if you're not used to doing it. So I've put together a millionaire mindset scorecard where I've listed a number of beliefs around uh, self-esteem beliefs, um, self-esteem limiting beliefs and self-esteem, uh, sorry, and success beliefs. So you can rate yourself on these beliefs, you know, one out of 10, and then you get your score and you can see exactly which limiting beliefs you have that, that are keeping you stuck. And there's analysis on the scorecard so you can figure out, you know, where you are and what you, you know, where you can, what you can do to start dissolving those beliefs. There's a ton of information on there. And it just makes it really easy to identify your own particular mind blocks. Perfect. Okay. And where do they get that at? That's at Nina Cook. And the spelling is N-I-N-A-C-O-O-K-E dot co dot UK forward slash scorecard. Okay. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you being here and taking the time to share your, your uh, passion and skill sets with the world and having the impact that you're having. So you know, excited that I got to know you and look forward to your continued success. Thank you, Dan. It's been a pleasure. We want to thank you for being all in with us on today's episode of the All In Podcast Show. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, as well as ways to connect to our guests, head to allinpodcast.com. That's available exclusively on allinpodcast.com.